0: Hello, and welcome to our second episode of Let's Talk About It, a podcast with a purpose. I'm your host, Molly, and this week we are going to discuss food waste, what it is, how it happens, why it matters, and what we can do about it. Before jumping in, I just want to mention a few things. One, if you are watching on YouTube, you will notice that it's probably going to look a little different than it did from our first episode. I'm really trying to produce the, you know, the best sound quality that I can do right now with the equipment that i have and so i'm trying something a little bit differently today so it may look a little different may sound a little different but really i think you will only notice if you happen to look over on youtube so jumping into some other things i forgot to mention in our last episode what we are currently raising funds for during this period we'll be gathering donations for the new hampshire food bank this podcast is based in new hampshire and so I'm just a bit more familiar with the food pantries in this area, and so I feel more comfortable having them be the recipient of our first donation. I do want to point out that they are a religious organization, but that's not why I chose them, and I think that's kind of separate from, you know, who they are and what they do. Like I said, I chose them because I'm more familiar with them, and based on the research I did, the organization seems to be you know paying the upper level employees and coordinators a more reasonable living wage and not you know five hundred thousand, a million dollars that sort of thing and that brings me to my next point which is that i am still working on the best way to collect the funds i want to ensure that every single cent you donate goes towards the cause you care about and some of the common common platforms that you may you know know like gofundme for example they do take a small percentage of the transactions, which is fine, you know, I totally understand that they are a business too. But like I said, the most important thing to me is that even if you're donating just $5, I want you to feel confident that all five are going to the cause. So at this time, while I still kind of figure that out, if you are interested in making a donation, please contact me at lettalkaboutitpod at gmail.com. You can also find this contact information on our website, letstalkpod.org. And if you are over on YouTube, I will have those linked below as well. So with all of that being said, let's talk about it. So just like with our topic last week, the food waste crisis is pretty broad and is a little bit different in varying parts of the world, but I don't think that there would be enough you know, to talk about if I were to break it up into different episodes region by region. And I also do see this as a global issue that every country really does play its own role in and therefore it's going to have to be a part of a global effort to fix it. So just like with our topic last week, the food waste crisis is pretty broad and is a little bit different in varying parts of the world, but I don't think that there would be enough you know, to talk about if I were to break it up into different episodes region by region. And I also do see this as a global issue that every country really does play its own role in and therefore it's going to have to be a part of a global effort to fix it. So let's just start with some general info regarding food waste. About one third of all food produced globally is wasted. This equals over a billion tons of food each year that does not get consumed despite all of the resources that went into growing it and just a friendly reminder that one ton just one is about two thousand pounds or a thousand kilograms and these you know of course are very large numbers so i tried to think of ways that you could maybe get a better grasp on just how much it is so this may not be helpful but the average kitchen garbage bag about eight to ten gallons weighs about 15 pounds when it's full of you know everyday trash from your house which as we know a lot of it is food so with each bag weighing 15 pounds you would need 133 full bags to reach just one ton now multiply that by a billion so food waste really cannot be attributed to just one cause and it actually is quite layered each region faces its own problems that contribute to the loss of food For example in quote lesser developed parts of the world where the tools and resources required to harvest process store and ship are lacking food waste often occurs at the production level and not the consumer level so that means that food is being lost before it ever reaches somebody that could eat it for example farmers will often lose crops to pests because they don't have the proper storage containers to keep the food in and keep the pests out and then on the other hand, we see the majority of food waste in more developed and, quote, wealthier in countries occurring at the consumer level. So people throwing it away in their homes, but also perfectly edible produce being wasted because grocery stores aren't buying it because people won't buy it. Or if the grocery store does buy it the consumer isn't buying it, and then the grocery store just ends up having to throw it away. Even though the food is perfectly fine, it just maybe looks a little bit different. And also, due to safe handling practices, a lot of food that's served in restaurants, schools, places like that, is oftentimes wasted because the risk of unhealthy practices is too high, resulting again in perfectly fine food. For example, I work at a preschool, and the way that we have to serve the food, by law, if we want to uphold certain standards, unfortunately results in a lot of food waste for us. We have to put out a serving for every single child that is there. And if they don't eat it, we have to throw it away. We can't give it to another child or anything like that, because it just at that point isn't really that safe. So let's get into why this matters. And like I said before, it's actually quite layered. So it matters for a lot of reasons we are seeing several negative results from excessive food waste. I think the big problem that is becoming more well-known is how much methane is produced by food waste. One metaphor I saw many sources use is considering food waste as its own country. And then when comparing the quote country of food waste to the United States and China, it would be just in third place behind United States and China in its production of methane gas. So if you are looking on YouTube, you will see that I did put a little bar graph in. So I just quickly wanted to talk about that um, because I did make it and it was a little bit tricky um, just because, you know, different sources vary on exact numbers. So, you know, they all agreed who the top five contributors were, but... The exact order that they were in did change a little bit, but I just thought it was a really good vis- visual representation so you could see just how much methane is produced from food waste. And we, of course, know that methane gas contributes to rising temperatures in our oceans and our planet and overall the climate crisis. So that brings me to our oceans. And I just want to pause for a quick sec because. Our poor oceans, you guys, they're really taking a hit and I don't think that we consider it as much. Maybe you do, and it's just me that doesn't because I've always lived surrounded by trees and not the ocean. But I do think the impacts the climate crisis have on the land is maybe a little bit easier to see and we forget what is happening to our oceans, but they are impacted by just about every cause of the climate crisis and the food waste is no exception. For example, food waste and trash buildup has been shown to disrupt the food chains in of the sea life in that area. For example, if a certain bird would normally go travel to eat fish, no longer has to do that because the region that it is in has so much food waste and trash built up that it can just eat that. It's no longer traveling. It's not going to go eat that fish. And then that fish population will increase. And then any fish that that fish would have then, you know, eaten, they're gonna eat a whole lot more of them because there's so many more. And then that other fish's population will start to decrease. So I hope that made sense, but I really just wanted to show that, you know, these things are really all connected and you disrupt one part of it and it impacts so much more. So you maybe have heard the term eutrophication before, but it's basically when an excess amount of nutrients in the soil, like nitrogen and phosphorus, those are the two common ones, they build up in bodies of water. And then when this happens, it again disrupts the whole balance of the ecosystem there. It allows certain types of bacteria and plants to grow that essentially outcompete and kill off any of the native plant and animal life that was already there and essential to that ecosystem before. Another result of food waste that we are seeing, partially because of excessive farming caused by food waste and poor agricultural practices, of course, we're seeing not only eutrophication, but the contrib- contribution to the loss of nutrients and energy in our soil. And then over time, this loss of, nu- loss of nutrients and the deforestation will lead to the creation of deserts. So this brings me to our first action. Most waste occurs at the consumer level in countries like the United States and there's a good chance that's where you're listening from. So the good news is this means there are some fairly easy ways that you can have a really positive impact on the food waste crisis. So I can't recommend composting enough. Now I know it can be difficult depending on where you live. I don't live in an apartment in our major city so it's very easy for me to compost in my backyard If you have an outdoor space, composting is pretty easy, but I do think it's also very doable even if you don't. And there are some really great resources online, especially YouTube, I've seen for composting anywhere that you live. And composting is great for many reasons. Not only are you preventing food from going to the landfill, but you're helping put nutrients back into the soil. If you're a gardener, it's overall more sustainable to use compost you've made instead of buying it. I personally don't collect my compost, but just knowing that it's going, sorry, not going to landfill and I'm helping put nutrients back into the ground in a healthy way makes me feel much better. And you may be wondering why it matters if food breaks down in compost versus landfill, because at the end of the day, it's all going to rot, break down and go away. But it's not quite that simple. Food decomposition in your compost does not produce the same levels of methane and other gases. And this is because food in landfills doesn't get the same amount of sunlight and oxygen that it does in compost. So this means that the different conditions are selecting and allowing for different types of bacteria to grow there. And the type of bacteria that can grow in low sun and low oxygen is the type that produces high levels of methane gas. Whereas the bacteria that can grow in your compost because there is sunlight and oxygen is a dif- different type of bacteria that is not going to produce the same levels of methane gas, if any at all. So I hope that makes sense. And I highly encourage you to research more about it, like how different environments select for different types of growth. Uh, if you are generally interested or you don't wanna take my word for it because it is really quite fascinating, but basically that is why it matters how the way that your food breaks down. And despite how much I love composting, there are still several actions you can take before you even consider tossing something into the compost bin. Composting can still be the second to last resort, with landfill, of course, being the absolute last resort. So what does that look like? Uh, Be more intentional with what you buy for food. Only buy what you need. I think that food has been lumped, unfortunately, into this consumer culture where We forget what we truly need it for and are so quick to throw it away and get a new one. And I just feel that we aren't truly appreciating what it takes to grow the food and what the food really means to us. Food is essential, and so many of us, I think, are out of touch with what it would really be like to live without food. Some other things you can do. You can buy the quote. Ugly food, whether you do that through a service designed for it or just look for the produce items at your grocery store that you think others might not grab just because of the way it looks, either is great. I know some grocery stores, like the one that I go to, for example, have a reduced produce section where they sell the produce that it's, you know, kind of on its way out at a reduced price. So check that out. I have found some, you know, plenty of great options that are still totally edible there. You could also try something like Imperfect Foods or Misfit Market, which basically takes all of that, you know, same ugly produce that would normally end up in landfill, and they sell it to you, but they ship it right to your door. I have tried Misfit Market. It's kind of hit or miss, I will say, Um, and I know that some of them are not available in all areas. Imperfect Foods, for example, does not ship to me where I live. And a huge part of preventing food waste at your home is properly storing it. So set yourself up for success by keeping a clean, organized fridge. You know, you always know what's in there. You don't forget about something that's stuffed way in the back that you're going to have to end up throwing away because you forgot about it and it went bad. Some other ways that you can prevent food waste in your own home is to repurpose food products as much as you can. Food isn't always single-purpose, as silly as that may sound, but for example, you can collect vegetable trimmings over time, like onions, carrots, peppers. And then once you, like what I do is once I have a bag that fills up, I then make a broth or a stock with them. You could also use things like bread to make breadcrumbs, other vegetable scraps for like fun dyeing and arts and crafts projects, that sort of thing. I've even also seen people use like the ends of lemons or like lemon peels for cleaning. So, there really are a lot of ways that you can get creative and repurpose food scraps. And sometimes no matter what you do, you're going to lose some food and that's okay. I think as long as we think of the landfill as the absolute last resort, that's that's the best we can do. So everything we just talked about is great if you're able to do any of it and if the problem of food loss lies mostly on the consumer end. However, like we talked about, there is a lot of food that is lost at the production end. And unfortunately, I think this is a bit more out of our control. And I will be honest with you, I don't really know what actions I can suggest you go out and do from all of the research I did, we know what the problems are, what needs to be done, but I did not see a lot of how. And it seems that most of the issues are you know, on the level of infrastructure and require money, funds and also the proper support from the corporations and governments in some of these areas. So I can't really suggest you go reach out to government officials in countries that you don't even live in and maybe don't even understand how the government works there. So, like I said, I really wish that I had several organizations I could tell you about, but there really are just not that many. I don't think this means there's absolutely nothing you can do, though. I did find that the Food and Agricultural, Agriculture Organization of the United nations is really doing some great research and work to get these regions that are lacking the proper tools and equipment the things that they need to prevent food loss so if you did want to support them you can actually donate directly to them if you didn't want to donate money you can vote for candidates though in your country that support the united nations and the causes that they stand for and the last thing i wanted to leave you with It was this app and website, a company I should call it, that I came across called Too Good To Go, and their entire business model is based on redirecting food that would otherwise end end up in landfills, and they are a certified B corporation, so we love to see that. I actually downloaded the app just to see what it was all about. They unfortunately don't, well, it's not that they don't have it in my area, but there are no businesses in my area that are participating. So basically how it happens, from what I can gather, a businesses sign up to participate and then at the end of each day, any surplus food they have that maybe they don't wanna save for the next day. So for example, like a lot of bakeries will do this because if it sits overnight, it's not something that they really want to sell as a product the next day. So they basically take all the leftover bag it up and then you as the consumer can check out all the places in your area that are participating and be like oh yeah I want to go buy this surplus bag you reserve it and then you go pick it up so I wish that I could be using it I will definitely keep it downloaded and keep checking to see if businesses in my area uh start using it because I think it's a super cool idea uh and I would really love to see more uh, businesses, companies participate. And you can participate if you are a business owner too or a consumer. You could do it either way. And I their website too is just great. They have so many great articles and resources on there if you just want to learn even more about food waste. And like I said, it's quite layered and can get very complex and deep. Like if you wanted to do a super, super deep dive on one very specific part of how like nitrogen leads to the climate crisis because of food waste. Like it gets that specific. So if you're interested, go check them out, download the app to see if, you know, it's in your area because it's just so cool. And that is all that I have for this episode. I thank you very much for your patience. This episode is a couple days late i've had power outages with the winter storms we've been having and you know technological shortcomings of trying to learn how to podcast and record and just all of this different stuff so if you are listening and bearing with me i really do appreciate it because at the end of the day i think no matter how it's really being told or if i've you know stumble over my words it's the message that matters and this stuff's really important to talk about and that's you know the whole point of this podcast to talk about the things that we don't want to maybe we don't even know about them and so like always I just hope that maybe you learned something or you're feeling a little bit inspired Uh, and until next week be safe and I will see you then